0: Good morning, my name is James and I will be your conference operator today. At this time, I would like to welcome everyone to the Copper Mountain Mining Corporation third quarter 2020 earnings conference call. All lines have been placed on mute to prevent any background noise. And after the speaker's remarks, there will be a question and answer session. If you'd like to ask a question during this time, simply press star, then the number one on your telephone keypad. If you'd like to withdraw your question, press the pound key. Please note that comments made today are not of a historical factual nature, may contain forward-looking statements. This information by its nature is subject to risks and uncertainties that may cause the stated outcome to differ materially from actual outcomes. Please refer to slide two of today's presentation and Copper Mountain's third quarter 2020 management's discussion and analysis for more information. I'll now turn the call over to Gil Claussen, President and CEO of Copper Mountain Mining.
1: Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us. Starting on slide three, as you can see, I have with me Don Strickland, Copper Mountain's Chief Operating Officer, and Rod Shire, our Chief Financial Officer. I'll begin by providing a brief update and summary of the quarter. Don will provide a more detailed discussion on our operation followed by Rod who will speak to our financial results and then we'll wrap up on our growth plans and open the call to questions. Turning to slide four, we had another strong quarter as a result of our fast action in implementing a revised mine plan in early March in response to falling copper prices due to the global COVID-19 pandemic. We reacted to markets quickly, developed a plan and, implemented it swiftly our plan was focused on lowering mining costs and shifting the focus to mine areas that carried solid margins at lower copper price without impacting the long-range plan our team of professionals at the mine were able to navigate through the low copper price environment and even exceeded plan expectations and we're now benefiting from the higher copper price while maintaining a low cost profile allowing us to generate strong cash flows we're building a significant cash position to start, restart actually, the ball mill three construction, and we expect to start in earnest early next year. Most importantly, our operating team and all employees remain vigilant when it comes to health and safety. In regards to COVID 19, we've had no cases at the mine. I want to give a quick shout out to our crews, their family, and the people of Princeton and surrounding areas. Thanks. Copper Mountain had a solid production, had solid production in the quarter. Copper production has been steadily increasing quarter over quarter this year, and we expect the fourth quarter to be even stronger as we are now back into higher grade ore. But now we're mining that higher grade with a lower cost profile. Higher grades are expected to continue through 2021. Our uh, plan was to mine at a lower cost per pound, and we were successful. Cash cost, AISC, and all-in cost in Q2 and the third quarter were low, and we are expected to remain lower through Q4. As a result, we're decreasing our all-in cost guidance to a range of U.S. $1.85 to $2 from U.S. $2.20, to 235. We're reiterating our production guidance of 70 to 75 million pounds of copper, but expect to be at the higher end of that range with the fourth quarter forecasted to be the strongest quarter of 2020. I'll now turn the call over to Don, who will go into more detail on our mine plan, operational results, and projects.
2: Thanks, Gil. Starting on slide number six. Mine performance was in in line with expectations during the quarter with solid execution of the mine plan, as Gil stated. Ore supply for the quarter was equally supplied from all three mining phases. In Q3, we completed mining of phase number one and have transitioned into phase number three. We were able to move significant waste rock tonnage from phase number three with a short haul backfilling phase number one. Phase number three will be the main ore supply for Q4 and throughout 2021 the mine is well established to deliver higher grade ore to the mill for this period. The changes we implemented in the mine plan early in this year in response to the COVID-19 pandemic continues to demonstrate the flexibility within the mine. Turning to slide number seven, mill continued to operate very consistently on all metrics during the quarter and performance was in line with expectations. Recovery has rest- Return to historical levels as we completed phase number one and transitioned to coarser mineralogy. The improvement projects we implemented last year, including the stag mill discharge screen replacement and the ball mill transformer replacements, continue to support this stable production. Also, the commissioning of the direct flotation reactors in July of this year has produced the planned step change in concentrate grade with final concentrate grade increasing from a little over 24% to 28% copper. As part of the Ball Mill Number 3 expansion project, we have completed the concrete foundation and floor of the new mill maintenance building. We will complete construction of this building before the end of this year. We're advancing detailed engineering and procurement of equipment for the expansion project to achieve a a project schedule with commissioning starting before the end of Q3 2021. With commissioning in late Q3 of 2021, we will start increasing the mill tonnage rate to the design of 45,000 tons per day and start producing a finer grind to increase the recovery to 83 to 85%, depending on ore mineralogy. As we look ahead, we expect the mill grade to continue to improve in Q4 and forward into 2021 with the higher grade ore from phase three of the mine. Turning to slide number eight, We continue to move forward as planned with amending our permits for New Ingerbell, targeting completion in late 2021. We are working closely with our consultants, the Upper and Lower Smoky Indian Bands and the BC government to achieve this. It is worth noting that these permits were originally issued for Ingerbell in the early 1970s. In addition to the present reserve at New Ingerbell, we expect the deposit continues at depth and there is significant upside potential. This year, we completed a couple of deeper exploration holes focused on testing the depth extension of the ore body, and in September, we provided this information in a press release. These first two holes encountered long intersections of high-grade mineralization, which supported our expectations. These results indicate the deposit has potential to extend at least another 250 metres. Over the last few years, we have more than doubled the Mountain mine reserve and have extended the mine life to plus 30 years. Despite this significant increase in reserve, the deposit is open in all directions and has significant growth potential. We recognize the need for exploration investment and we're planning a more extensive exploration program in 2021. We plan to define this initial stage of depth potential at New Ingerbell and explore mineralization extensions of the North Pit. With the present plus 30 year mine life, and significant potential for reserve growth, we are studying a further mill expansion from 45 to 65,000 tonnes per day. We are well advanced with the study and will be publishing a technical report in Q4 of this year. We believe our focus on exploration and mill capacity has the potential to continue to add significant value to the Copper Mountain mine. Turning to slide number 9. As we discussed in the Q2 quarterly call, we are a member of the Mining Association of Canada and we are committed to fully implementing the Towards Sustainable Mining Standards, or TSM. We're making excellent progress in implementing the TSM protocols. One of those protocols is energy use and GHG management. This slide shows how we compare to global open-pit copper production and how our development plans are designed to significantly reduce our carbon intensity. Carbon intensity is measured in tons of CO2 per tonne of copper equivalent produced. Available information indicates global open-pit copper production averages an intensity of 3, and we are presently around that average. However, when we look forward with our development plans and project plans, we have defined several steps which will significantly reduce our carbon intensity. One key focus area is working with BC Hydro to increase electrification capacity and reduce our diesel consumption, which is the main source of our emissions. We are also partnering with the BC government, BC Hydro, Tomatsu, SMS, and ABB to move forward with Trolley Assist and demonstrate this technology in Canada and reduce our carbon intensity. Trolley Assist uses electricity to replace diesel and power haul trucks. This is mainly focused on uphill hauls where diesel consumption is the highest. We are presently targeting three stages of trolley-assist installations, which is part of our initial plan to get below a carbon intensity of one. We have a bold vision to get to a carbon intensity of zero by 2035, and we will continue to work with partners to find ways to achieve that vision, building on the six steps we have defined in this graph. We believe implementing TSM is a key component in continuing to add value to our business. I now turn the call
3: over to Rod to go over our financial results. Thank you, Don. Starting on slide 11. As noted by Gill, the company had a very strong third quarter this year and the financial results show it. Revenue for the third quarter of 2020 was $95 million, on the sale of nearly 18 million pounds of copper, approximately 6,200 ounces of gold and about 68,000 ounces of silver. Higher revenue in the third quarter was a result of higher copper production and metal prices, including a positive mark-to-market adjustment on concentrate sales of about 11.3 million. Cost of sales for Q3 2020 was 53 million as compared to 64 million in Q3 2019. The decrease in cost of sales is a result of the cost-saving initiatives implemented in the revised plan which utilized less mining equipment in Q3 2020 as compared to Q3 2019. This all resulted in a gross profit of $42 million for the third quarter of 2020 as compared to a gross loss of $1.4 million for the third quarter of last year. Turning to slide 11. The company recorded a net income of $33.2 million in Q3 2020 or $0.13 per share as compared to a net loss of $10.6 million, or $0.05 per share in Q3 2019. Net income for Q3 2020 included a non-cash unrealized foreign exchange gain of $6.9 million, as compared to a non-cash unrealized foreign exchange loss of $4 million in Q3 2019. This represents a differential of approximately 10.9 million, which was primarily related to the company's US dollar denominated debt. For the third quarter of 2020, the company recorded EBITDA of 51.2 million. After backing out the unrealized foreign exchange gain and the mark-to-market adjustments for the quarter, adjusted EBITDA was 33 million. Cash flow from operations was 38.6 million for the third quarter of 2020, which allowed us to end the quarter with approximately 53.6 million in cash on hand, an increase of 25 million over the prior quarter end. I will now turn the call back to Gil.
1: Thanks, Rod. Slide 14. As we discussed, our um, our cost guidance has been reduced to US $1.85 to per pound of copper all in. We're maintaining our production guidance range of 70 to 75 million pounds of copper, but we do expect to close out the year at the high end of that guidance range as the fourth quarter should be our strongest production quarter in 2020. I think we're continuing to demonstrate why many analysts say that we have the best NAV and EBITDA leverage to copper price amongst our peers. And we also have substantial leverage to gold and silver through our byproduct production, which better positions Copper Mountain over a lot of our peers. Thirty percent of our reserve value is in precious metals. Uh, we remain one hundred percent unhedged on all our metals. On slide fifteen, we're highlighting the catalysts that we have planned for the remainder of the year and into next as. We have greatly expanded our reserves over the last year and a half. Our reserve life now materially outsizes our annual plant capacity or run rate. We are evaluating a further expansion to test the economics for a 65,000 ton per day mill. We expect to announce the results of this study and a technical report within the quarter. Given timing, this study will not include an updated reserve from the drilling that's currently underway like the recent new Inger Bell drill results uh, will provide an updated reserve and resource for the Copper Mountain mine that includes these drill results and others in the first quarter of 2021. And by any means, we are certainly not done expanding the reserve and resource base. Immense upside remains at Copper Mountain, as Don has alluded to. Early in the year, we expect to kick off the final phase of installation of the third ball mill, Uh, We plan on commissioning during the third quarter of 2021, and you'll see the full impact of that mill on throughput and recovery in the fourth quarter next year. Earlier this year, we completed a bankable feasibility study for our EVA copper project in Australia that demonstrated improved metrics across the board. EVA is one of the only projects in the world in a Tier 1 jurisdiction that has a long mine life, will produce over 100 million pounds of copper a year and has a low median cash cost with capex well below 500 million. And it's the only project in all of Australia and the Americas, North and South, with these positive attributes. So low capital, low operating cost, material copper production, and plenty of upside still remain in exploration of the known and associated deposits at EVA. There's a lot of value and plenty of options for EVA, and we're doing an assessment for our board on the best development strategy for Copper Mountain shareholders. On that note, we're pleased to announce the addition of Mr. Peter Sullivan to our board. His considerable experience in corporate strategy and mining in Australia will be extremely valuable to the company as we move through our strategic plans and options. In our view, EVA's low risk mine development, especially as copper price strengthens, we believe on its own, it merits development and should be built. We expect to provide clarity on our company's plans for even the first half of 2021. Concluding on slide 16, our uh, internal growth profile is quite impressive the 45,000 ton per day mill expansion, new Ingerbell, and the potential for a 65,000 ton per day expansion all of which are low risk, low capital projects that the company expects can be funded entirely with internal mine cash flow. Eva Copper, as we discussed, is also a solid low risk project, but what is also really exciting is the highly prospective land package that we have in the Mount Isa region. Many high potential targets that we plan to start exploring in earnest. And with that, I'd like to uh, open up the call for questions
0: at this time i'd like to remind everyone in order to ask a question please press star followed by the number one on your telephone keypad and we'll pause for a moment while we compile the q a roster and our first question comes from the line of george topping with industrial alliance go ahead please your line is open
4: great thanks hello everyone hey hey, gill and don and um just the uh the carbon intensity slide have you got any preliminary ideas of CAPEX and cost-benefit that you might get from that and what type of payback it might have? Um,
1: I'll, I'll take that, and I think Don can follow up with uh, With it. You were actually very excited about this, George. As you know, we have extremely low um, energy costs in British Columbia. We're all hydropower, and our, our cost per kilowatt-hour is amongst the lowest in the world. And um, so we see a tremendous economic benefit in terms of uh, utilizing some of that low cost energy to um, you know power the the uh, motive effort of the, of the of the mobile equipment vehicle we've we've got um, We've got a, a relatively low cost plan here, and it has a high return. Uh, I think as we get into these plans a little bit more, you'll see and we're also getting tremendous support, as Don alluded to from. Um, our BC government in terms of credits and also uh, with respect to BC Hydro in terms of their support directly on uh, through their power, power smart initiative. So it, 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 it'll have, uh, I think, very solid positive um, financial impact to the mine. It's just, it's just a good business practice, not just on, not just from, um, you know, from a societal perspective in terms of, of us producing metals that are focused on, and it's our growth in metals is, is focused on a green economy, but also demonstrating that as a producer of these metals that are critical to a green economy, we can, we can get our carbon footprint uh, way, way down and, and we hope to eliminate it by 2035, and do it very economically. So I see positive economics, George. Anything you want to add, Don?
2: No, I, I, I think that uh, well covers it, Gil. I, I, uh, I, I guess it, that's uh, part of the reason we, We've done it in three stages is uh, uh, this first stage, you know, we'll learn a lot from and then we can really uh, incorporate it into our, our site economics uh, with, with greater, greater clarity. So, uh, yeah, as Gil said, I think it's going to add a lot of value. Uh,
4: for the technical report on the 65,000 ton a day plan, should we look for all of these uh, initiatives to be included in the technical report or is it something that's going to come through optimization? no those will
1: all be looked at separately i think in this technical report you can expect an analysis of the existing reserves so you can compare it to our last technical report and um and you'll see the the impact of of uh of moving some of those cash flows forwards on this plan and re, and the cost reduction effort that can be had or you know an outcome that can be had uh with with respect to uh you know the the Economies of scale, so to speak. So, so there should be a direct comparison. We 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 won't be including, um, you know, a lot of, of these types of project benefits that aren't proven. It is a technical report that has to
4: stand up to uh, to that proven scrutiny. All right. Then, just f- finally, before I hand it over, one for, for Rod is the uh, the the BC Power deferment plan. I think that ended in August for heavy industry industry. Um, have you paid 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 that back yet, or is it uh, still to come in Q4?
3: No, we've uh, we actually paid that back ahead of schedule. Uh, just uh, as you probably know, as a result of the strong copper prices we've seen uh, in the second half of the year here.
4: Got it. Good. Thanks. Thanks, George.
3: Our next question comes from the line
0: of Oris from Scotiabank. Bank. Go ahead, please. Your line is open.
5: Hi, good morning everybody. Um I was curious on what the outlook might look like for 2001 in terms of the mine plan and obviously 2020 uh got changed a fair amount given uh, the the pandemic. And I'm just curious whether we should anticipate a, still a fairly large ramp up in copper grade in 2021 uh, somewhere, you know, perhaps in the mid around 0.35 or so. Uh, or is that, or should we anticipate that getting more smoothed out uh, in in later years?
1: Hi, Orst. Um, I don't want to steal the thunder. The technical report that's coming out here, or our guidance in January, but we did allude to the fact that we expect, as we're you know quite uh, as phase three of the main pit uh, contributes a significant portion of our production in 2020, you can expect you know better grades to uh, continue to improve. Uh, I think you'll see 2021 being a you know a stronger uh, grade year certainly than than 2020 was, and uh, that our our production rate should should uh, should reflect that. Um, and then of course we also have the higher throughput rate of 45,000 tons per day in the fourth quarter of the year. So so I think you know as with this year you know you'll see you know a continued trend of of grade improvement through through 2021. Um, and I think, uh, you know, you'll, we'll, we'll be, uh, we'll be clearly talking about that uh, as we get through, um, you know, the feasibility study out, you
4: know, okay, so the,
1: the, publication the new, and guidance. So,
5: will well, the new mine plan, I guess, that comes out by the end of the year, will that include like a year by year updated kind of grade and tonnage profile?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. No, you'll see okay. you'll see a full a full basically model outcome in that report. Yeah. Life Great. of mine plan. Life of mine plan listed. Yeah.
5: Okay, perfect. And then just separately, um I'm just curious given how elevated precious metal pricing is, um is are you at all considering perhaps adding a, a stream to the Copper Mountain mine to to raise capital maybe to fund uh Eva or I'm just wondering if that's even in the sphere of possibility.
1: No, it's not our intent at all. We we uh we at the Copper Mountain mine we want cont- to continue to maintain to be completely unhedged and and we're going to fund we're going to fund all our development within Copper Mountain from from cash flow and existing cash flow. So we don't um and there's a lot of growth and it's probably the the most um the highest return on invested capital growth that we have in the company. These um, these expansions at Copper Mountain. So we want to use the cash within the business, and so do our partners, to be able to grow, to grow the business. And our partners are certainly interested in in maintaining or you know certainly enhancing the production output of the mine because this is probably uh, in their view some of their best concentrate, if not their best concentrate that they they put through their smelters and and it's extremely high quality and it's good high grade. So uh, the more, the merrier, as far as they're concerned. And, and uh, I think that's the same way when we look at our our, um, our uh, operations on a on a go forward basis. We're really, we're really sort of very comfortable with with the plan and how it's shaking out, and and understanding that the Copper Mountain can support its own growth and uh, has plenty of upside. And that's that makes it kind of a a unique asset in our view.
5: Perfect. Thanks, Gil.
0: Our next question comes from the line of Rafael de Souza with CIBC. Go ahead, please. Your line is open.
6: Hi, good morning. Thank you for for taking my questions. So you mentioned uh, you mentioned that you, you expect improved recoveries in the fourth quarter in in twenty twenty one due to the type of four from pit three. Uh, what sort of recovery should we expect?
2: When we uh, when we look at uh, uh, Q4 and 2021, we expect recoveries to uh, be in that low 80 range uh, in Pit Three until we complete the mill expansion, as we talked about uh, in Q4 of next year, when we see a you know a step change in in our recovery uh, with the finer grind.
6: Okay, and, and during this period, majority of the ore is going to come from Pit Three, correct?
2: Yes, the majority of the order will be uh, pit three over the next uh, 15 months.
6: 15 months, okay. Uh, second, uh, another question somewhat on that front as well. So I noticed that, I noticed that the strip ratio was quite high this quarter. How, what should we expect uh, going
1: forward, especially for the fourth quarter? I think uh, you're probably looking at you know similar results as we had in the third quarter. And as we look into – to next year as we're looking at it at uh you know increasing our our overall production we're we're looking at a cost structure that's not going to be significantly changed from from where we are right now and there's going to be some give and take on stripping from quarter to quarter but generally speaking i think we're we're uh we're in a little bit of a steady state here we've done the work on on, uh, on stripping in pit three, we're back into pit three again. We've, uh, the stripping that we did last year and some of the high costs that were associated with that year set us up for this year and into the future. And uh, so a lot of that investment has been made certainly on this phase of the, de- of the development of, of pit three. We mined out pit one, it allowed us to get the short haul and put the material back into that pit from pit three which reduced our costs significantly for moving waste material in pit three. And, uh, you know, uh, as we move through the next uh, phases, you're going to see, you know, pit three probably a little being the biggest contributor over the next three to four years at at Copper Mountain as we move through subsequent uh, development cycles of pit three and Ingerbill, of course, as Ingerbill comes into the plan. So it's going to be, I think, an interesting uh, technical report that, that you'll see. And I think that'll probably answer a lot of the questions that you may have about what might be what might be coming in terms of uh, copper mountains production and recovery and grade and things like that year by year. Now, you know, with the caveat that we continue to find more, I mean, that Ingerville exploration is very exciting and and so is the exploration potential at copper mountain. So um, our philosophy here is to, is to uh, continue to, to refine and update our, our models as we go forward. But, and, and provide uh info to the market in published technical reports so that it's you know so that there's transparency in what we're doing so we're we're very we're very sort of pleased in the in the uh, direction of the uh of the development of this of this mine and and uh i, I think that uh, um, it's one of those uh situations here where we've got um we've got uh, so much exploration upside at copper mountain and you know equally in our assets in australia okay thank you
6: and just a, a quick last last question so uh, i believe you mentioned in the mdna that you have you still haven't restarted uh exploration at uh, eva do you have any timelines for that or is it like 100% covid dependent
1: uh in the country well it's, it's actually more um weather dependent than anything else. I mean, uh, Australia is, you know, you're in the desert and you're in Northern Queensland and it's too hot. It's too hot and rainy uh, this time of year. It get temperatures like, you know, 40 Celsius uh, and it's, it's, and the rainy season is, is during our winter, our winter months, their summer months. So, you know, generally speaking, expiration happens, um, in earnest, um, in March of every year and kind of wraps up this time of year um up to around uh, Christmas when the rainy season gets hitting in earnest. So, so you, you would expect that if we're going to do any exploration in Australia, that that would be the typical season. And uh, also, um, you know, we're, we're really starting to look and we want to focus on, on some of these great prospects that we have outside of our project area. Uh, the, the, the EVA project itself is going to be self-sustaining from an exploration perspective. And I mentioned earlier that there's lots of uh, targets within the, the EVA uh, mining licenses that we have there right now. But, you know, the expiration of some of this other land package in Mount Isa, there's so many high-quality targets, gold targets, copper targets, you know, copper-only targets, copper-gold targets, and that we already have drill holes in. Most of them are very shallow, and we need to do uh, some more work. Uh, I think principally with some diamond drilling in some of these areas. And we hope to find the next mine um, in our land package. So there's so much organic potential here on that land package, and, and we, we can't we can't just sit at. We have to look at at uh, at getting after some of this stuff so that it creates uh, good value for our shareholders.
6: Okay. Great. Thank you. Thanks,
1: Raphael.
0: And again, as a reminder, if you'd like to ask a question, please press star followed by the number one on your telephone keypad. Our next question comes from the line of Stefan Ioanu from Cormark Securities. Go ahead, please. Your line is open.
7: Great. Thanks, guys, for taking my question. Um, just, just wondering on the exploration front, obviously, some, some nice results there deep at New Ingerbell. Can you maybe give us a little bit more color on sort of what the plan is going into next year for, from an exploration point of view? Do you have a, a budget set in terms of meters or dollars to spend and and sort of maybe what the targets might be
5: we're going through our
1: um budgeting phase um, right now, so we're going to be wrapping that up um we've we've um we've been doing a little bit um, more work this late late this fall some of it's associated with the technical report and and uh and some geotechnical uh, holes that that we had put in, but also um our full exploration program will probably take take place next year um can't give you too much color on on that, but I can tell you where where we are gonna be focused if you look at that section that don that Don put up, we're gonna yeah. be looking at doing um uh you know more drilling to define those that large gap that's in between uh those those you know those great holes that we have on that section because that's easily mineable material and if you look at the topology or topology topography of that area um you can quickly see that you can expand ingerbell without materially changing strip ratio and get at much deeper material especially as the deposit moves towards the south which is towards the viewer when you look at that cross section and um and we're and we're in a valley so you know it's it has some uh, great uh, geometrical um you know, uh, strengths, uh, so to speak, uh, with respect to looking at some of that deepening or, we'll focus on that.
7: Okay. And I mean, not to put the cart ahead of the horse or anything, but obviously, you know, you've got a lot of resources and reserves already sort of, you know, in the bank, um, you know, but obviously with this potential now at depth and, and elsewhere, I mean, do you, looking ahead is, is you know, do you think there's a potential here that the sixty five thousand ten a day study actually may be short lived and there's something that's even bigger that's warranted? Or is there a threshold <laughs> in your in your back pocket that might you know justify something even bigger? In terms of mine I like or, your, you know I like your thinking, Stefan. I think
1: most <laughs> importantly we gotta do we gotta do the drilling and we've gotta do fair the enough. analysis and, and okay. uh but but you know you know, to be fair, um um you know we haven't i guess we haven't had as an intense focus um on on um, on exploration and looking at the the realization of of the potential of copper mountain and we've certainly been doing that over the last couple of years and we continue to to uh to do that in the future We don't know I don't think we ultimately know what what's the right size here so right now we have fifty years of resource um, yeah, on the yeah. books and we have uh thirty years of proving reserves and and we haven't we haven't closed off anything yet at copper mountain nor at, at ingerbell and uh but it, so it, it you know it behooves us to to really you know do some investment this is all you know um self-sustaining investment when we give our our forecasts and 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 guidance that you know that's going to include the you know a solid solid exploration um plan we we've invested also separate from exploration we've we've invested in a lot of um, drilling in pit for definition drilling. So we've we've been utilizing RC drilling in our pit to to continue to to um, uh, continue to define the existing reserves to a high degree of confidence, so that we can get out to you know a year to 18 months of completely drilled off um, you know um, 2P solidly uh, proven reserves over our budget cycle and beyond. And we intend to carry that out in, like we did last year. That's why we, our results, I think, you'll see, are going to be more predictable as we we closed out any any sort of gap. And we've we've been in the eighteen month plan and t- up to two years. We were eliminating a lot of the uh, the uh, the sort of in, um, indicated or 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 uh, you know probable type uh, reserves in our plan and, and really filled filled it in well. So I'm I'm very very pleased with um, with um, process that we're going through uh, uh not not just in terms of the definition drilling that i just talked about and, and getting confidence complete confidence in the plan it's also the the potential for exploration as we do deeper diamond drilling and, and not even deeper in some cases that's adjacent uh to the existing mm-hmm. pits you know that that is is really uh it's i think it's the gift that keeps on giving here at copper mountains great deposit great
7: great well thanks very much guys
1: Our next question comes
0: from the line of Craig Hutchison with TD Securities. Go ahead, please. Your line is open. Hi. Good morning, guys.
1: Um, With respect to to the restart of the the third ball mill here, um, can you remind us how much capital is is still to be spent on that and where we should be kind of weighting the spending in terms of the next two or three quarters? yeah we've got no change in our capital estimates as to what we defined the total uh, project cost um you know was about twenty two million u s roughly and that's all about what you know i guess it's uh you know higher twenties canadian uh in that range so it's not like it's um any change at all from the exi- the existing uh uh what we previously announced i i should say the balance of what's remaining to be done, uh, as the as you know, the DFRS are done, and and Don alluded to the shop basically being completed. Which we have the shop in the Ball Mill Bay where where Ball Mill uh, the Ball Mill is going to be installed, and and so we had to move that that maintenance shop basically out of there. Uh, we'll start you know busting out the concrete and pour and excavating and pouring the foundations, and and then uh, we'll be ready to. To, to set the mill. We've been working on tie-ins. We've been looking at removing um, some other miscellaneous material in that area. So we're, we're getting ready to actually break uh, some ground. Okay.
0: In, in terms of spending, should we just assume it's sort of spent evenly over the next three quarters or so, or would it be more heavily weighted I, to the start of next I year? I would say,
1: I would say it's more heavily weighted to the start of next year, but it's evenly spread out. And as you know, um, you know, from a cash perspective, uh, you know, payables tend to lag construction and, and so yeah, I would I would say, you know, you probably if you evenly spread this stuff out over the year, it's it's a fine it's a fine way to estimate. Okay. And then I understand you guys are exploring strategic partners for Eva.
0: Just curious, you know, if you were to get somebody who was willing to offer you you know fairly strong economics. You know, would you consider being meet a minority interest holder in EVA, or is your intent to, to be uh you know majority owner and operator?
1: Well, I, I tell you what, I think uh um, we'll um we're working hard on on several options here right now. I I think that um, uh you know our intent is, is if we if we're in a partner uh, partnership position, we're going to uh to, gonna to be op, the operator of this mine. And uh, so we don't, we don't, um, we have no intent to go down to a minority position on this. Uh, We would, I think, in that situation, we'd probably better, we'd be better off to put it into somebody else's hands entirely. And and, uh, but um, yeah, no, our intent would be uh, under any partnership or self-development thing to be obviously the operator. And uh, we have a huge amount of uh, expertise, and uh, it's a solid plan that's been put together by that technical team and we have uh, the construction guys to be able to do it, which we've demonstrated. We, we can do these projects and do them very well.
4: All right. Perfect. Thank you for taking my call uh questions and uh, good luck. Hey, thanks, Greg. All right.
0: And there are no further questions in queue at this time. I'd like to turn the call back over to Gil Clausen for some closing remarks.
1: Well, listen, thanks, everybody, for uh, joining the call today. And I just want to say uh, to everyone on the call, please uh, stay healthy and stay safe and have have a great day. Thanks. Bye.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this does conclude today's conference call. We thank you for your participation. You may now disconnect.